do a soft intro, then I'll turn to you. Okay, great. Okay. All right, cool. Wait a minute. Okay. One second. Speeding? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling into another episode of the Candace Owens Show, and I want to talk today about healthcare, which is an industry that I hate so much. Um, I want to talk to you guys about me being an asthmatic, what my experience has been. Here to discuss all things healthcare with me is a healthcare consultant and former White House and Senate staffer, Katie Talento. Welcome to the Candace Owens Show. Hi, Candace. Thank you for having me. Okay, so this is going to be a hard episode. Sometimes in the comments, they're mean to me. They're like, you have to shut up and let your guests speak. And then sometimes they're like, you don't speak enough. You know, uh, Say some rebuttals. But I have to talk a lot this episode because this is something that actually frustrates me so much. You and everyone. I'm an asthmatic. Let's just, let's just start here. I'm an asthmatic. So when you have asthma, and people that are listening to this know this, you have a child that has asthma. It is life or death That's every right. time you have an asthma attack. That's right. There used to be a time, and my, my father told me this because I got my asthma from him, mm. where you could just go to CVS and you can get an albuterol inhaler. Right. Now, it's behind the counter, and if you walk in and you are right. wheezing and breathing and, 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 and gasping for air, Nobody they cares. will not hand it to you. Yep. Because you have to go to the doctor, and you have to get a prescription, and you have to now pay an extraordinary amount just to get this this little Everyone puff has to get that paid, will save Candace. your life. This little puff that will save your life. Yep. There have been instances of kids and that have died at the CVS <sighs> counter, that have died outside of a hospital room, that have died because they couldn't get one little puff. How is this possible? I mean, how I mean, genuinely, like, how how are we here right now in society that they don't value a life, a peanut allergy, an EpiPen, whatever it is, life or death stuff costs an extreme amount of money to get, yep. and this is not a left or right issue in my opinion. No, our system is broken. Totally, totally. It's become so nonpartisan. It used to be in healthcare, it was Republican versus Democrat. Now it's really just the healthcare swamp versus the rest of us. What you're talking about is everyone has to get paid. The doctor who writes a prescription, the manufacturer who makes the inhaler, all the middlemen between them and you, the insurance company, the pharmaceutical benefit manager, the group purchasing organization, the retail pharmacy, the wholesale pharmacy, and everyone's taking a cut along the way. That is why drug prices have increased beyond the rate of inflation every year for the past 10 years. Hospital prices have increased. If you think this is just drugs, it's also hospitals. It's also doctors. It's totally out of control. And we're sitting fighting about who's going to fund our broken system. We need to talk about who's going to fix our broken system. And I want to make this super clear because I, I go on all of these college campuses and I talk as somebody who's unapologetically a free market girl. Right. I, I love capitalism. I love the free markets. And kids will come up to me and say, if the free markets work, then why don't you explain the healthcare industry in America? And I go, this is the exact opposite of a free market. You walk into a hospital, you don't know what anything costs. You're right. essentially blindfolded, right? And they say, give me a blank check. You're going to be blindfolded. We're going to take care of you. And weeks later, we're going to bill you something that's thousands and thousands of dollars. That is not a free market system. In that fact, is right. that is what I'm actually fighting for and why I wanted to have this episode and I want to do more episodes about this. We need we need price transparency. We need to walk in like I walk into a store when I bought this shirt and I see another shirt and maybe maybe this shirt's $50, maybe this one's 30 bucks. I am in control. I can say, "You know what? That's too expensive. I want to go somewhere else to get a shirt." Why is that not possible in terms of our healthcare industry? 
because everyone has to get paid except the patients. So what you're talking about is you go into the doctor's office, they make you sign a form that says, I agree to pay, I don't know what price for, I don't know what services yet by, I don't know a doctor, a doctor I've never met. And patients think that if they don't sign this, they're not going to get care or it's going to turn into a drama. They're going to have to go get management and it's going to be a big, you already take off half the day just to go to that doctor's office and, and they have, you know, bulletproof glass and surly front desk staff. And it's just, it's so difficult to navigate. Patients are scared and they're suffering. They're at their most vulnerable. What I tell people is, listen, Go ahead and read through those papers, but in the signature line, instead of signing away all your rights by signing your name, just write, I did not read this. Oh, wow. Later, when they bill you, you get a surprise bill or you see that they're gouging you beyond all recognition, then you can just say, hey, can you please produce the contract where I agreed to pay this? So it's not that you're not going to pay. It's not that you won't pay a fair price, but now the power is reversed and you have leverage to negotiate an honest and fair price. But you should have had that right, Candace. When you walked in the beforehand. door. That is exactly right. How much is it going right. to cost for me to get an, an inhaler if I walk through the door? How much is it going to cost for me that's to get right. the nebulizer treatment that's going to save my life? You don't know already? Am I the first asthmatic that's walked Why through your door? Why can't you see online in advance Every price for every service. When you walk into a restaurant, you don't know what your final bill is going to be. It's true. You don't know what you're going to order. You don't know what coupons you might have and how that might apply to your bill. But they give you a menu. And so you see the prices. And in fact, that might change what you order. It might change what restaurant you go to. You might have to walk out of there because that's above your pay grade. It might be so, like McDonald's tonight. That's right. <laughs> it might be McDonald's tonight. Nothing wrong with that. So healthcare is the only industry where the sellers of care, insurers and hospitals, conspire together to cook up secret pricing contracts between each other that they hide from the buyers of care, patients, employers, and taxpayers. I just put out a report, a co-authored a report with the Johns Hopkins team of researchers that shows that half of the federal budget, almost half, 48% of the federal budget is now spent on health care. It is eating our economy. Premiums have gone up 55% in the past 10 years. Deductibles on employer-sponsored care have tripled, tripled. Oh, wage growth, that's only 26%. We think that's great. Here at the Trump administration, we were always talking about wages, 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 but our wage growth is being eaten by healthcare costs. It's totally unsustainable. Mm. One in five Americans is in medical collections, Candace. Half of all collections are medical collections. <laughs> it's really funny you say that, and I'm, I'm getting fired up right now, Katie. So I'm right just, on. I, mean, I got another right anecdote. On. Guys, it's my show. I'm allowed to speak. You can. Whatever the comments are doing right now. That's right. So- Another anecdote, I fly down to Dallas, right? Yes. And this is an, a separate issue. People that now think that they can bring any animal they want on on flights. Why is that? Because people are, you're allowed to be crazy. It's, it used to be like, I, I need this emotional, this emotional cat. I'm like, if, if you're so unstable that you can't fly on a flight without an animal, you shouldn't be flying on the Please flight. Please don't. Don't want you here. <laughs> right? Don't. So now they've got sheeps and goats and all this crazy stuff. And I have allergies. I have right. really, I'm, oh, I'm no. definitely allergic. So oh, they, no. they forget about humans because right. this person's got emotional. Issues. Right. I've got physical ones, right. right? Nobody cares. So I fly down, and there was a giant, huge dog, and <laughs> I instantly had like an asthma attack. Uh. My eyes start itching. I get to, um, as soon as I land, I went straight to the hospital in Dallas. Um, 
I go and no one was there. It was like a, it was a, a little clinic hospital, like one of those twenty four hour urgent yeah, care urgent centers. Care. Yeah, and I go in and I'm I tell them exactly what I need. I've had asthma my whole life. I need a nebulizer treatment. Yes. Let's get in through the door, sign some paperwork, go in. I am out within an hour and a half. Beautiful. By the way, while I'm in there. Uh, we think we need. We want to give you this pill, this pill. I already know no, each little Tylenol, like the Tylenol <laughs> that should be two dollars, right. is gonna be at least like a hundred dollars right. if I take it from you. So I'm like, no, no, right. no, no, no. Get home. Four weeks later, I get a bill, and it's four thousand dollars. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I just looked at it and I just laughed. I said, I'm not paying this. I'm not paying this. No. So I call and I ask them. I would like to see a, an itemized list yes. of what you're charging me for. That's right. And do you want to know what they said? We don't have that. Um, only you know, only the doctor has access. Okay, I'll call back <laughs> when when the doctor has access. Call back. They say you need to call your health insurance company. Right. Call the health insurance company. They say you need to call the ho- hospital. Call the hospital again. They say, oh, it, it, you you've got to you got to call your insurance company. We don't do this back and forth. That's three right. The months. runaround. Eventually, the woman it, it threatens me. She says, you know. I can get you a breakdown of this, and and she she sends it to me. She goes, but it's going to take at least sixty days, and by then it's going to affect your credit score. Okay, really? Yeah, I said, great. Let it affect my credit score. I'd like you to send that to me. That's right. They send it to me. Do you want to know what it said? I paid for. Yes, please. Code six B L R T M M M C C C times two. Did you feel better after uh, that? Code A seven two two. What the heck are these codes? Oh, the doc, only the doctor. I call again. Only the doctor understands the codes, Katie. They're healing Could you. Could you get the person that can read the hieroglyphics on the phone, please? Oh my gosh. This is every American. <laughs> you think you're the only one. Every American has a story like this. It is completely outrageous and it's broken. And no other industry functions this way. If they did, our economy would collapse. But instead, instead of having Uber and Amazon in healthcare, we have the IRS and the DMV. Mm-hmm. It's just this horrible runaround, this bureaucracy. Nobody can get answers. And that serves every single person in the system except the patient. Right. Right. Absolutely. And and you want to know how that story ended? I was so persistent. They eventually sent me a bill. It said $0. It was gone. Good move on their part. Zero dollars. You know what? We can't get anyone to read the hieroglyphics because you made it up. And and this is the power when I say the collusion yes. that yes. is happening. It's that a is cartel. Right. It is a cartel. The pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical industry and the, the hospitals yes. and the insurance agencies are making up numbers. And Correct. they are all getting paid all of the stuff. And now we have patient suffering. Fortunately for me, I was ready to play the game. I'm like, you know right. what? My credit score's already been hit since I defaulted on student loans ten years ago. Like, whatever. <laughs> I've got, you know, I pay for everything in cash now. I don't have health insurance. I pay for it Ugh. every time I go. I pay in cash because oh it would be crazy for me to pay something. Like, I mean, to even reach your deductible these days, it's it's crazy. So I just pay in cash. It's true. Um, and I was willing to play the game. But what about people who don't? Most people, Candace, have less than their deductible in their savings account. So sad. 40%, almost 40% of Americans have zero in their savings account. And deductibles have tripled in the past 10 years. So how are people supposed to survive? You needed that inhaler, Mm -hmm. right? People need healthcare. In economics is what we call perfectly inelastic demand, right? We have to have healthcare when we have to have it. So what happens when people can't afford it? Well, they can go one of two directions. Either they delay care, what I call dangerous, deadly delay because, you know, they they just can't afford to go and so they put it off. Let me tell you a story about my own sister. She's 39-year-old mom of two tiny boys. She has end-stage cancer right now. She's at home dying in my parents' house in hospice care. But this has been a horrible year and she's been in a ton of pain, right? 
So one time we couldn't manage her pain at home with her prescription drugs. So we took her to the emergency room. She had to be in, admitted. In the hospital, they had a specialist come visit her. This was a specialist she had been referred to by her oncologist months prior. And he asked her, I see that you were referred to me months ago. Why didn't you call me then? And she said, well, you were out of network and I couldn't afford it. And so here we are, inpatient, paying for a week of inpatient hospitalization because she had delayed because of costs. So this is happening all over the place. That's path one. You delay care if you can't afford care. The other option is that you get care because you have to get it. You get care that you can't afford. And that's when people end up with debilitating debt. And what happens is we have seen predatory collections from so-called charity hospitals, nonprofit hospitals, that are pursuing people to the ends of the earth. They are suing their own patients. Some of them are their own staff who were on their health plan at their hospital that they couldn't afford. I just spent a, a morning in a courthouse in a small town in Virginia where the local nonprofit tax-exempt charity hospital was suing dozens of its patients. These people, for the most part, had insurance. One of them was a nurse tech who worked at the hospital. She had gone to an ER with her child one time, and she had thousands of dollars in debt that she couldn't afford to pay on her salary. It was humiliating for them. They, they were insured, they have jobs, and they were just filing in. We were begging them. The, I was there with the Johns Hopkins research team, and we were begging these people when the judge asks you, do you owe what the hospital says you owe? Please say no. Right. Because when did they see the prices in advance? When did they agree to pay these prices? How do we even know that their care was necessary? They don't have an itemized bill. Some of the bills we did see showed unnecessary care. Always. The pills are random. And here's a little yeah, bit of this. Yeah, yeah. One capsule. Right. Just, just take this. It's going to make right. you feel better in five yeah, minutes. Yeah, you have a headache. We're going to put you in a brain MRI. That is not the standard of care. That is, and you're exactly right. So there was, I had shared this story of a woman named Wanda um, yes. on my Twitter feed. And she Wanda was at that courthouse. Oh, was she? Yes, that's one of the patients. Right. Okay, so I, I'm going to just kind of recap the story. Yes. So Wanda was a woman that was making $14.50 an hour um, working in a, a nursing, nursing home. A nursing home, yes. right? She 16 passed, hours a day. 16 hours a day. Passed out, no debts to her name, right. passes out, and the nursing home tells her, you have to go to the hospital in order for us to let Can't you keep stay working. On the job. And she begged them. I don't want to go, please. It's fine. I've just, I'm just tired. Six yeah. an hour days. I, I was just tired. Give me some, you know, water. I'll be okay. Right. And they said, nope. It's mandatory. You have to go to the hospital. Right. She goes to the hospital, and they tell her that she absolutely must get an MRI. Right. An MRI. Right. And right. she does for it dehydration or for dehydration. whatever it was. Yes. She just needed some water, and she does it, and she ends up in debt. What I was, it was eight, eight nine thousand dollars? Eight thousand dollars for an ER visit she didn't that want. She didn't want to go to, and now she was being sued by a charity hospital that has a mission statement to serve people, no matter their ability to pay. They're garnishing her wages. That's right. She makes fourteen fifty an hour, and they are garnishing her wages because they sued her yeah. and they got a judgment. That's and what happens? So we beg these patients. When the judge asks you, say no. Then you'll get a trial date. We can help you. We had pro bono, pro, pro bono lawyers who could help. But people, they're scared. And so they'll say to us, but I did get treatment. You know, people want to do the right thing. Nobody wants handouts. Most people don't want handouts. But 
we need affordable care. We need a, a market to function the way it does for every other business where, where sellers of a product are competing for your business on the basis of price and quality. Mm. Today, customers have no idea about both. It's a complete black box, but everyone's getting paid in the healthcare swamp. Right. So how often is this happening, this occurrence of hospitals that are now suing people, low-income low people? How often is this happening? It's pretty common, Candice. Um, there, there's just starting to be a series of exposés. The press is starting to get onto this practice. And it's funny because when this Hopkins team or when there's another press exposé, there was one in Memphis, there's one in New Mexico, um, when this starts happening – that day, the hospital announces they're going to stop suing patients. So that hospital in Fredericksburg, Virginia, announced the day the we had reporters down, the day those articles came out, they announced, we're going to stop suing patients. Well, great, except now they're not going to sue them publicly on a court docket that we can find out about. Now they're just going to chase them with predatory collections agencies in private. Mm-hmm. By the way, some of those collection agencies are owned by the hospital. It's just, it's the system is stacked against the American people. But there is hope. So there are some policies that are being proposed by President Trump and also by the Congress, but the swamp is rising up to kill them. These policies would require disclosure to patients in advance of prices, disclosure to patients in advance of whether a doctor is in network or out of network. One of the most egregious practices that's going on is what's called surprise medical billing. This is when you do the responsible thing and you say, I'm going to go to this hospital because it's in-network in my insurance. So you go to the hospital thinking you're you're going to get an in-network rate. And then you see a doctor there who isn't in-network, a radiologist, a pathologist, an ER doc, an anesthesiologist, a doctor that you don't pick. You go for the hospital name or you go for your surgeon mm-hmm. or for your OBGYN to deliver your baby. And when you're there, you see other providers they're not in network and they have the audacity to send you an out of network bill. They don't send it to your insurance. From your in network hospital. That's right. An out of network bill. The doctor sends you a separate bill. It's called balance billing and it is outrageous. It's, it's, they're definitely colluding on the back end there. So that's right. And they take a percentage. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sometimes the hospitals take a percentage from those anesthesiologists. Sometimes the kickbacks are being paid, but that's not the only place in our system where there are totally outrageous kickbacks. One of the worst is when an employer. Now employers pay for most healthcare in this country, and employers. They think they're hiring an insurance company to get a good deal for them, and they usually use a broker or a benefits advisor. Well, if you were buying a house, you wouldn't want one real estate agent representing both the buyer and the seller, right? Like, Or you go to court, you don't want a lawyer that's playing both teams. In this case, your benefits advisor, these brokers, are actually taking money. They get paid by the insurance company that they're trying to sell you the plans from. And you don't pay. They serve the people they pay. They're advertising themselves to you as a buyer's agent, but really they're the sales force for the seller of care. So that's one. There's huge bonuses, huge money paid to brokers to sell you an insurance plan that actually isn't the best deal for you. Then you have kickbacks in the pharmaceutical industry. This is outrageous. And President Trump has tried desperately to fix this problem, and he has been stymied at every point. By who? Well, by the pharmaceutical industry and by the middlemen, lobbyists, lawyers and lobbyists in the healthcare swamp. So, for instance, 
you think that when you have an insurance plan, you have a formulary. There's tier one, there's tier two. If you if you pick the, the lowest tier, it's going to be cheaper, right? That's where it's supposed to be generic drugs and cheaper drugs, very clinically valuable ju- drugs. You think that that formulary is set up based on clinical and financial value. No, it's a pay-to-play system. So a manufacturer for a drug, if they want their drug on the formulary, they have to pay a middleman called a pharmaceutical benefit manager. It's a company. There's only only three, where there's mostly three in the country. They control this market utterly. And they have to pay them a massive amount of money to get their drug on the formulary just to give you access to their drug. Alex Azar, the Secretary of Health and Human Services under President Trump, he used to be a big pharma executive. And he has said, I wanted to launch new diabetes drugs at a reasonable price, but I couldn't get them onto any insurance plan's uh, formulary. I couldn't get them to patients without paying a massive what they call rebate. It's really just a kickback. President Trump tried to outlaw this or pass those kickbacks straight through to the patients, and it's been really hard. The opposition's been completely outrageous, and he hasn't been able to get it done. Right. So, I mean, I guess how can we help? So, great question. I didn't even know that this was going on, by the way. Oh, so my this goodness. this is crazy. I didn't know that there was this fight. I, I haven't heard them mention that they're doing stuff oh, for yes. price transparency. Drug pricing and price transparency is a huge issue. It's a huge priority for this president. And he has done an executive order in June requiring hospitals to post their prices for the first time Ever. They are freaking out. And there's another, uh, pursuant to that executive order, there's another regulation proposal that's supposed to come out in the next month or so that would require the same of insurance companies. So these could be game changers. Imagine if that price information were out there. Not only would the sellers and the buyers be able to see this information, but innovative, disruptive startups, tech companies mm-hmm. could create beautiful platforms that patients can use to shop. And it would it would change everything to have our healthcare system be easier to use, kind of like an Amazon or Uber, Apple Care, instead of, you know, the train wreck and bureaucracy that it is right now. So yes, the president has put forward transparency proposals, one in particular that I love, but we're being sued. The administration is being sued. So, and that's to make the pharmaceutical companies show their prices on all those commercials that you see on TV. Right. So they'll they'll they have to right now list all the ways that the drug's going to kill you, right? It's going to, you know, it's going to cause depression and suicide. It's, it's going to right, right in the, the tiny print, right? Yeah. They have to tell you all the ways it's going to kill you. Right. Why not tell you the ways it's going to financially ruin you too? So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we put out a regulation that or a proposal that would require them to post their prices on those ads. That would be wonderful. Oh yeah, the administration's being sued out the wazoo for that to try to stop it. Are so, you kidding? Oh yes, that every single thing that we actually managed to get out the door, we got sued for right, right. away. The swamp is very well funded, right? And um, and they don't quit. And for them, for us, this you know healthcare is one giant expense among other expenses. And, and we don't have very much power as individuals. Um, but for them, for for these industries, these proposals are an existential threat. Mm-hmm. And they are throwing everything at them. And so how people can help, they can they can go to an organization called Patient Rights Advocate, patientrightsadvocate.org. Click on Take patient Action. Patient Right or Rights? Patient Rights 
patient singular rights plural patient rights advocate Dot org and they can click on take action and you can you can file a comment to the Trump administration supporting their proposals they're required by law to respond to proposals and to the comments to their proposals so if if all we hear from are the entities that we're trying to regulate if all we hear from are the hospital and associations and the insurers and the and the pharmaceutical benefit manager we're going to hear from them they have well-funded lobbyists and lawyers mm. We don't hear enough from patients who support the policies. We always hear from the critics. I don't think anybody I – Nobody know knows this, how. So if you go to this link, there are – there's a link that you can file a comment right there on that page. So that's the thing to do. I feel like this yeah. is such a uniting issue. Like for me, I mean, left or right. Everyone's I've seen suffering. Bernie post stuff. Yes. I'm not a Bernie, you know, supporter, but – I've seen him post stuff about how outrageous the healthcare industry is and the pharmaceutical right. industry. He's 100% right. Totally. And and now Trump's – everyone knows this is a bad issue. So this should be the right. one thing that just, nobody needs to have a side or anything. It should just be American people coming together and saying, we demand this. This is this issue is becoming less partisan by the day. Right. In fact, there was a poll, a Harvard-Harris poll in May of this year that showed 88% of Americans – support price transparency, ending secret price. 88%. In my business of policy and politics, we like to call that a consensus. Right. That is a consensus. Absolutely. And I think what's what, and maybe some disagreements are is most people then, we have these people that are saying they're demanding that healthcare should be free. I I don't believe healthcare should be free. I think it should be affordable. I'm I'm comfortable going to CVS and paying for things that I can afford. Um, I'm comfortable going, you know, to to Dwayne Reed and paying for things that I can afford. I'm not comfortable when something that I need that is life or death in a moment of life or death will not be given to me because there's a line of people that need to make tons of money. No one should be comfortable with that and everyone should be demanding price transparency. And by the way, but some people criticize it, say if if we have price transparency, then the prices are going to go up. I've actually seen people say, I'm like, I don't even understand how they get to that. Oh, yes. Many people, many people inside Washington have been saying this. And it's interesting to me that the people who are saying that are the ones that would benefit if prices went up. So why would they oppose it then if prices are really going to go up? I mean, that would violate the laws of economics. Right. In in every other industry, price competition leads to lower prices. Correct. I mean, under that argument, we shouldn't put prices on everything because, because it's driving prices up, right? That, no, price information lowers prices. Otherwise, they wouldn't be opposing it. Right, and they're they're just saying that because they want people to be fearful, and most people don't do the digging and don't know what's going on in the health because it's it's all so confusing. I'm a smart girl. It there's just so they're so confusing <laughs> for the smartest Everyone. among us. It's so confusing. Right. Imagine what it's like for the poorest of the poor. People that's who don't what upsets have me because that, they're the ones that are being harmed most. People that can't afford it, like that woman Wanda, right. not Wanda, like Wanda. fourteen fifty, and now you're getting your wages garnished, right? Because you passed out and and her video was so sad because she said i've done everything right she, she lives did. within her means right. and she's you know right. she supports herself and she has, i think she had some kids too she does right yes. and now she's getting her wages garnished and, she and that be, that's this horrendous. system will crush you no matter what you do i mean my little sister was screaming in pain all night at one of the the top rated health systems in the washington dc area and i was losing my mind and yelling and threatening to tweet and going crazy. And still, I couldn't fix it. Now, what about the people who don't have me there, the White House health staffer threatening to tweet, right? What What do you do when you're, you don't have any power? And, and that's the thing. If we had price information, 
We would have consumer market power the way we do for every other industry. It's just, it's the decks are stacked against us right now. We're over a barrel when we're in those moments that are most vulnerable. Right, absolutely. It's immoral. And this is why folks like Bernie and, and others are starting to actually get support for the more radical solutions. But we don't need to try radical solutions. We haven't tried common sense yet. Right. We Let's don't need free. That. We need affordable. Yes, I mean, please. I walk around. I don't want everything to be free. I want things to be affordable. Right. And and again, I just have to hit home with this, guys. This is not, because I know a lot of young people follow me, our current healthcare industry and system and the insurance companies, this is not an example of free markets. It, no. it couldn't be further from an example It's not of a market. market. It's, it's not a, a market racket. at all. It is. That's right. Yeah, and and I think we have to every, everybody has to do their part um, and speak out. And I hope to see more from. I, I really had no idea this administration oh, was yes. doing so much, which means we, yes. we've got to do more just to get the word out. We really do. Right? You're right. You're right. Well, so we wrap every episode yes. by letting my guests leave a voice message for the world, a video voice message for the world. Great. So you're going to look into that camera, okay, great. and if you could leave a message for everybody about this topic, what would it be? Okay. We're going to put two minutes on the clock. Chris has got it. Yay. On your mark, get set, world, I give you Katie Talento. Hi, America. So when you intersect with the healthcare system, you're at your most vulnerable and your weakest and you're in pain, you're suffering, you're scared. And that is the exact moment when you are being gouged with secret prices that could ruin you financially and crush your future. That is immoral, it's unfair, and it's un-American. And that is why we have to, if we want to fix this broken system, the first thing we have to do is end secret prices. You can go to patient rights patientrightsadvocate.org, click on Take Action, patientrightsadvocate.org, submit a comment to the Trump administration supporting their proposal to require hospitals and insurance companies to post their prices publicly in advance. This is common sense. The second thing we need to do is we need to end all the secret kickbacks, the corrupt contracting practices, the predatory collections practices, especially by nonprofit charity hospitals, and, and all the, the, the secrecy and corruption, and the, the conflicted middlemen in the system. The last thing we need to do to fix our broken system is to start paying for healthcare differently. We need to pay for what patient's value, not the volume that doctors produce, not the inputs to you, but the outcomes for you. If, if In economics, we have a rule that you get what you pay for. If you pay for sickness, you get more sickness. We need to start paying for health, for wellness, for prevention, for keeping patients out of the hospital. That's what they value. Let's start doing that. And we have to remember, America, that if we want to make America great again, we're going to have to make healthcare well again. Thank you for having me, Candace. That was awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks so much. Two minutes and 10 seconds. She's the first person that's ever gone over. Oh, I could keep going. Nah. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching the latest episode of The Candace Owens Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As many of you guys already know, PragerU is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. I would really appreciate your support.